what a huge responsibility it is of mine to make every dollar get exactly where it needs to go. And so one hand that I continuously run the organization by is faith. And the other hand is by strategy and professionalism, that every nonprofit should be run the same way as a business, looking at very clear goals, very clear deliverables, making sure you're on track. And instead of the focus being how can we make the company or shareholders more money, what we're focused on is how can we get more people food who are in need. And so I think that we have been very obedient. This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Chris Johnson. Today, I'm privileged to have Yael Eckstein with me. She is president and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. It is one of America's largest religious not-for-profit organizations, and you've probably heard of it before if you're watching Christian television these days. She oversees all of the ministry programs and serves as the international spokesperson for the fellowship. And she can also be heard on the daily radio program that the fellowship has that airs on 1,500 stations worldwide. So aside from all that, she's based in Jerusalem. She's a published writer and a leading international advocate for persecuted religious minorities. She's also a social services professional, so she's got a lot of background that leads her to be able to be president and CEO of the International Fellowship for Christians and Jews. Yael Eckstein, welcome to Charisma Connection. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm so honored to be with you. Well, it's a pleasure to have you and get to know you and more about the fellowship. So could you tell us a little bit more about your background and I understand you're also a mother of four, so how do you lead this great organization as well as your family? Well, that is, uh, that's the answer I'm still, still looking for, actually. But so far, <laughs> I, I rely on God and my amazing husband and the amazing staff that really, um, I believe God doesn't give us anything that we're not able to handle. So when uh, life took took their turns unexpected, as I'm sure we'll get to. Um, when my father suddenly passed away and I stepped into this position, I knew that God has groomed me for such a moment as this, and I had all the tools I needed. So a little bit about myself. I live in Israel. I grew up in Chicago, uh, moved to Israel after I got married around 16 years ago, I have four kids uh, born in Israel. And uh, for the past 15 years, uh, as soon as I made Aliyah, actually, as soon as I moved to Israel and saw the amazing work that my father, Rabbi Chilekstein of Blessed Memory, was doing here on the ground on behalf of millions of Christians around the world, I said, I have to be part of it. And since that day, I've uh, moved from working in the mailroom to working in almost every position in the organization until... Two years ago, my father suddenly passed away. Um, the board of directors uh, made me president and CEO of the organization International. Mm-hmm. Well, it really does help if you're going to lead the organization to sort of be a jack-of-all-trades, you know, to have input into the various points of your organization, the different roles. So I'm sure you learned a lot as you were coming up through the ranks there. Yeah. Now, could you tell us about the beginnings of the fellowship and about your father, Rabbi Eckstein's work with the fellowship as well? Yeah, it's an amazing story, actually, that today we take 
kind of for granted that it's a given, this Jewish-Christian relation. But it was back in 1983, my father was a young rabbi straight out of college, and um, he was sent to Chicago in order to rally support against the Nazi march that was going to take place in Skokie, Illinois, where a lot of Holocaust survivors lived. And something happened that he couldn't have predicted or anticipated, and that's that local Christian leaders came to him and said, we want to stand with you, unified against this march. And it was the first exposure that my father, Rabbi Epstein, had with the Christian community who prays for Israel, who loves Israel, who stands shoulder to shoulder with the Jewish community. But up until that point, it was very isolated in the sense that it happened inside the churches. The Jewish community didn't know about it. The larger population, the Jewish community around the world didn't know about it. And so that was when my father after getting to know the Christian community and respect and love and find so much commonality between the Jewish and Christian community that he said, this has to be something bigger. And that's when he started the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and I know that there are other organizations like that now that bring Christians and Jews together, but it's interesting to see the beginnings of it that it wasn't common. It was something my father said, yeah, he thought like Christopher Columbus, <laughs> that it was one of the first, it was the first discovery, <laughs> he said, and he felt like he discovered a whole new world in this amazing uh, friendship and partnership with the Christian community. Mm, he was a true pioneer. Yeah. So I understand, as you said, your father passed away unexpectedly, and and that really changed. Were you already in the succession plan to lead the organization, or was it just something that the board decided that you were the best person for the job at that point? Well, it's a, it's a funny story, actually. I guess the short answer is that, yes, it was uh, part of the succession plan. My father was supposed to retire two years later, and so we already started the, the, vote, the board voted me president-elect which meant that they weren't looking for a president when my father retired. And basically it happened, the transition happened sooner than anybody thought or hoped would happen. But actually we had an amazing um, chairman of our board named John French of Blessed Memory, who was chairman of the board for the first 20 years and uh, that the fellowship was established. And every year on the forms that you would have to fill out for the government to be registered nonprofit, there's a line that said, what's the transition plan? And every year, probably the only organization in all of America that anyone wrote this, John French, a religious believing Christian, would write in, when a transition plan needs to happen, God will send us the right person. And what's amazing is that that John lived to see maybe president-elect, and indeed there was no better timing than God's timing, Hmm. and we see that so clearly now in hindsight. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel that you're carrying on your father's legacy? Well, it's a huge honor. Um, on top of the enormous uh, belief that I have in the mission of the fellowship, the fellowship is Israel's largest philanthropic organization. And we helped last year in 2020 alone, we helped over 2 million Jewish people Everything that we do with the fellowship, all of our programs are directly spoken about in the Bible. That's where we look for uh, to see where should we be involved. In the area of philanthropy, there are so many needs. There are so many areas that you could invest in. 
And what we do is we look at the words of the scriptures, and it says, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, shelter the homeless, uh, care for the orphans and the widows, and that's exactly what we do. In Israel, in the former Soviet Union, we feed over 25,000 elderly every single month, along with volunteers and bringing them medicine and heat in the winter and everything they need to survive. Um, and we also have programs where we provide clothing for every single orphan in Israel. We help orphanages in the former Soviet Union for Jewish children. And one of our most amazing programs is that we look at the scriptures and we see the words of Ezekiel and of Isaiah and Jeremiah that the Jewish people will come home to Israel. Many people know of as the in gathering and the fellowship every single day has Aliyah flight, mm-hmm. rescuing Jews from at-risk country and bringing them to Israel. So it is such an honor to not only be continuing my father's legacy, but also continuing to bring the words of the scriptures to life. Absolutely. And the fellowship has remained strong, which is a wonderful thing. And you actually had a very good year in 2020, didn't you? We did, which I think is such strong, I always say, actions speak louder than words. And so as I'm here in Israel, breaking all of these taboos, telling the Jewish community, the Christian community loves us, they stand with us, they are our greatest friends, they are our greatest strategic partners. Suddenly comes a COVID year where our Christian friends are, are facing this crisis just as much as we are here in Israel. And through that tangible support that we have not only been able to continue to give, but to actually increase, it's inspired the Israeli government to partner with the fellowship and say, we want to have programs with the Christian community to feed the elderly. And the fellowship is honored to be the conduit that's able to feed all those elderly needs. I love to see that kind of cooperation, the sort of public-private and Christians and Jews together. So as we approach, or as we're in 2020 now, or 2021, see, I'm a little behind there. (laughs) What do you anticipate for 2021 for the fellowship? Well, I anticipate God working through us as he has for the past 27, uh, 37 years. And I believe that he has awesome things in store. I think that any organization has to be uh, really led with two hands. One, the hand of faith, recognizing that you are in a position that is so blessed by God to be able to help others. And every day I wake up and realize the enormous responsibility I have that in the individual Christians and Jews around the world are giving their tithe through the fellowship. And what a huge responsibility it is of mine to make every dollar get exactly where it needs to go. And so one hand that I continuously run the organization by is faith. And the other hand is by strategy and professionalism, that every nonprofit should be run the same way as a business, looking at very clear goals, very clear deliverables, making sure you're on track. And instead of the focus being how can we make the company or shareholders more money, What we're focused on is how can we get more people food who are in need? And so I think that we have been very obedient at the fellowship with both of those areas. And I believe that when you create a vessel, a healthy, faithful, strong vessel, God dwells within it. Mm -hmm. 
Now, there's also a book coming out called Generation to Generation. I understand it's an important book for families, too. Could you tell us about that? Sure. So Generation to Generation was actually released around a year and a half ago. Um, And it is a book that focuses Mm. on passing the faith on to the children. And it's geared specifically for Christians based on Jewish customs. So things that Jesus would have followed, like keeping the Sabbath day holy, how the Jewish people keep the Sabbath day holy, uh, passing on the story of Passover, celebrating Hanukkah, how the Word of God and the struck and the scriptures that we have all these holidays mentioned in, along with the traditions that the Jewish people have carried on directly of what Jesus would have celebrated and how he would have celebrated it with his family, is so relevant today in this modern world where so often faith can be lost that I believe there's a lot that Christians can learn from it as well. Mm -hmm. So that book is called Generation to Generation, and, and who wrote that? That's a book by me. It's based on, uh, it's a book that I wrote based on the traditions around the scriptural holidays that my parents passed on to me and that I'm passing on to my children. Okay. And you mentioned some of the coordination going on with the government there in Israel, and I know that winter is upon the people of Israel. Could you tell us more about the efforts to help those who are food insecure or needy at this particular time? Sure. Um, Just like the rest of the world, Israel is really having a hard time with COVID. Actually, Israel has one of the highest per capita virus and deaths than anywhere in the world. And we're actually in the middle right now of a lockdown that's already been four weeks where people can't leave their homes, can't go to work. The level of poverty has been increasing and the level of vulnerability for the elderly has gotten to a place that there's so much desperation. So the fellowship is here in Israel and across the former Soviet Union and Russia providing food and heating emergency COVID heating assistance to over 10,000 elderly in Israel. And we're continuing to increase almost daily the amount of food and emergency aid that we're distributing uh, in heating aid, medicine, and food across Israel and the former Soviet Union to the Jewish people, specifically Holocaust survivors, but those who are the most in need, the most desperate and have nowhere else to turn. And what's amazing to me is that everything we do is telling the people who are receiving our aid, this is donated by Christians who love you. Wonderful. So we we have had some Holocaust survivors on this program. I wonder, do you know how many there are in Israel? There are around, so so there are many different calculations. There are around 175,000. Holocaust survivors living in Israel, and there's around two survivors who die an hour. And so every hour, just in the time that we've been talking, there's one Holocaust survivor who has died. Mm -hmm. And so that's the urgency within the fellowship's mission, to get to these people in need before it's too late. Yes. I'm surprised there's that many who are left, but as you say, they are dying off at an incredible rate. Yes. So I'm glad that you're there to help them and to help the needy there in Israel. So how would you encourage Christians in America to align with what God is doing in Israel and with the fellowship? 
Well, we have so much amazing information, Chris, on our website, which is www.iscj.org. All different types of information from studying and learning Hebrew to learning how to live the Bible and the Jewish customs that, as Christians always say, they are grafted onto the rich olive tree of Israel, as it says in the Christian Bible. Mm-hmm. Yael, I understand that uh, you are actually starting your own podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. Could you tell us what the name of that is and when it's going to start? Yes, it's very exciting. So it's called Nourish Your Biblical Roots, and it is launching on February 14th, the day of love for a lot of people. Um, And it's very exciting. It's going to connect people to my life here in Israel with my children, with the organization, and just share different. We're going to go through the first year of biblical teachings of the Torah portion of the week and to explore together how that's relevant both to Jews and Christians in this modern world today. Uh, Wonderful. Okay, so give us the name of it again. Nourish Your Biblical Roots. Nourish Your Biblical Roots. Okay, February 14th. That's the day to listen in to the inaugural podcast. So that's great. Thank you, Yael. Thanks, Chris. Mm-hmm. So once again, I want to give that website, which is ifcj.org. That stands for the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. We've been talking to Yael Eckstein, president and CEO of the fellowship. So thank you so much for joining us today from Israel, Yael. It's been Really a delight to get to know you and more about all of the uh, scripture-based things that you are doing to bring Christians and Jews together and to minister to people in Israel and to the Jewish people elsewhere. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been wonderful, and God bless you. And you too. I'm Chris Johnson. You've been listening to Charisma Connection. Be sure to check out our other podcast on the ever-growing Charisma Podcast Network, as well as Strang Report and Green Lines for some exceptional interviews there. Find it all at cpnshows.com. That stands for Charisma Podcast Network, cpnshows.com. And thanks for listening to Charisma Connection today. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. 